Hey everyone and welcome to the JK Journeys weekly professional talk and podcast. The podcasting community aimed at giving you the information you need to be the best, happiest and most practically ready athlete or individual that you can be. This week on the podcast we as usual briefly jump into all things community but more importantly we've got Shannon Mulcahyncle, our sports psychologist from across the pond in the US to give us a talk on how we can be meaningful and purposeful in our training to get the results we deserve as well as answer any questions that we might have. So let's get into it. Hey all and welcome back. As we mentioned before, we're here today with Shannon Mulkai, our in-house performance sports psychologist from the US. Hey everyone. <laughs> uh, now Shannon's the founder of Mulkai Performance Coaching. She's an endurance sport athlete herself, as well as a qualified sports psychologist. And having impacted literally hundreds and hundreds of people, we're really happy that Shannon's here to join us. Now we've also got James, our project manager on call. Hey everybody. Uh, and myself, head coach. And today we're going to talk about how we can be meaningful and purposeful with our motivation. So first of all, let's jump into all things community. So James, what's been going on? This week's been really exciting in terms of the triathlon club. We've had quite a few new members and really picked up with our sessions, which is really great for everybody. One of the exciting things was at SWIM, three of members set new PBs for themselves um, within the hour session, which is pretty, pretty exciting for everybody there. And we've been giving out our free tops to the ambassadors who are our original members that helped us in terms of advertising and getting our feet on the ground and giving us feedback so they've been running around the uk countryside this week showing off their tops which has been really exciting for us all and that ties into the weekly challenge which this week has been to get a friend get a friend or family member who doesn't go out and exercise very much and to bring them out with you and to get them to see the fun in in a training session um, those shirts are also on the website now for sale if anybody's interested in getting their hands on some JK Journey stash. It's our first thing followed by some water bottles and we're hoping for some swim caps soon. So lots in this space. Thanks. So now Shannon, coming back to motivation and how we can be meaningful and purposeful um i'm going to throw the podcast over to you um i mean we've had a brief chat beforehand around what is motivation and, and sort of maybe had some time to think about uh what is motivation to us but i'm interested to find out what is meant by meaning motiv- meaningful motivation yeah so motivation is like such a popular topic this time of year i would assume it's very similar in the uk as it is over here in that like it is cold it is kind of still dark it is pretty wet and gross outside and everybody set other goals in january and december got really excited and then it's still kind of gross outside and we're like trying to struggle to find that motivation or there's all this conversation about motivation and sport and how do we maintain that motivation for training right now and goals are so far off and meaningful motivation is really just going beyond the I guess you would say more common way that people look at motivation and just like, you know, you text your training partners. I'm not feeling motivated today, right? Like it's cold out. I don't want to go run. I don't have any motivation right now. And that's very short-term motivation, but this meaningful motivation is going beyond the short-term and it's looking long-term at why are you doing this? What is the purpose behind it? And does it actually mean something to you? I see a lot of athletes that choose to sign up for races just because it's kind of like what society would say is the next logical 
thing to do, right? You do a 5K, okay, cool, I'll do a 10K, then maybe I'll do a half marathon, then a marathon, or like you see a similar progression in triathlon or in like really anything in endurance sports of just, here's the next thing, but are you choosing to do that based on, do you, like, do you truly want to do that? Or is it just other people telling you, oh, I guess this is like the next thing that I should do. And this meaningful motivation is bringing it back to why, like, why are you an athlete? Why are you participating in sport? Why are you signing up for these specific races and knowing how it relates to you and being able to like truly answer the question. If someone were to ask you, like, I don't know if you guys have had it like at the gym or somewhere, someone's like, oh my God, like, why are you training for an Ironman? What would your response be? Like, that's, that's kind of that moment where you want to be like, I, I have an answer for this, right? Like, you know, you don't want to just like, I don't know. And when we don't know, that's when things get kind of murky. And so I think we all have an understanding to some extent of meaningful motivation, but we gloss over it all the time and thinking more on the performance stuff instead. So kind of a gist of it for you. Yeah, I, for me, it, it comes across, I, I always try and split these things into like uh, what I've been, taught or read and things and it feels a bit more or quite synergistic to that intrinsic extrinsic motivation yeah and um and meaningful motivation being how we can tap into that intrinsic mm -hmm. actually what fulfills us and and makes yeah. us really happy and um and it, it's so true everything you're saying about the uh the the pathway that people follow like when in the uk we have we have this age group system for athletes which is where we move up into different age groups and and each age group has a a qualification criteria to go out to a, a europeans or a worlds or things like that and it's and it's so interesting to see people look for that next step and that next one to go into and um and yeah it's just it's it's so common to us all and that's why i think that this in particular as well as around our theme of the week which is sort of visualization and, and getting that motivation mm -hmm. in our head is uh is such a nice topic but how do you find that how do you find athletes tap into this sort of intrinsic motivation? How do you, how have you found working with athletes that you can get them to move away from that maybe ideological, this is triathlon where I'm going to, and how do you get them to think about that bigger picture? Yeah. So when I start working with athletes, I actually like from the very beginning, we'll just ask them like, why are you doing this? It's on like the intake form that they fill out. And it's funny because some people you know, have very clear things that they want to work on with me. But then when you ask them just like, why are you, why are you an athlete? They're like, oh God, I don't actually really have a clear answer on this. And we, it, we do all have a reason for doing it. It's sometimes just murky what that reason is. And so I start a lot of times just kind of let's uncover what that is. And like, I know for myself, like I grew up as a very high level swimmer and I always thought that my, like, my why for sport, I always thought that was more around performance and like how good of a swimmer can I be? And, you know, I, I guess I carry that with me beyond swimming into triathlon. And it wasn't until a lot more recently when I was struggling a lot with motivation to train and like, not sure what was going on that I realized, like, as much as I want to have good results and, you know, perform at a high level, that was not what was driving me. And I, I actually like wanted it to be what was driving me, but it was not. And once I was able to really, really uncover through a lot of just asking, right? You just peel back layers. Why are you doing this? And you get an answer and you, okay, well, why that? You know, I started realizing it. A lot of it comes down for me to, I want to feel alive, 
right? My dad passed away in 2013 at a fairly young age. And since then, for me, it's been, I want to experience life to the fullest. And that turns into, I want to explore new places. I want to go on adventures. That turns into, well, I do that through going, you know, signing up for races in cool areas and pushing my body in new ways that maybe I didn't think that I could. And the interesting thing is that turns into more performance. So like, I'll ask athletes to define it, but also kind of ask them to be really curious and think about while they're in training and why, like just going through the day to day, ask themselves different, different types of workouts. Like, why are you doing this and see what comes up? Because then you can use that information. You can use that to like plan out your season. You can use that for motivation on the day to day when you're texting your training partner going, I don't want to do this anymore. Like not anymore, but just, I don't want to do this today. You know, you can use all of that information because at the end of the day, when you're in a race, like endurance sport is hard. It is hard. And there will always be a part in a race where you're like, do I want to do this? Like, there's always that tipping point in a race where you have to push through that desire to finish needs to be stronger than your desire to make that discomfort and pain go away. That's where you can use it. Yeah. And as you say, everything there is, is so attuned to how I've felt and, and how I'm sure most people have felt. And and I'm again, I'm I'm really sort of sorry to hear about uh, your father passing. But was yeah. did you find that that was a bit of a turning point for yourself, or did it come later on in your swimming career, or was it? A- yeah. Um. So at that point, I wasn't still swimming competitively, but I was I was in triathlon, and I, it definitely was a turning point. I know, like my entire outlook on life <laughs> really just changed, um, yeah. which was in a way really cool it sad it had to happen this way but like I I used to be a lot more pessimistic about stuff and my dad was always very optimistic and after after he passed away I kind of was like I all of a sudden kind of adopted his like outlook on life which was really cool um but yeah I think I think when you're younger in sport things you you don't really think things through and things are more just like what your coaches tell you Mm -hmm. so I I knew I wanted to be good and I was fairly good. And I guess I kind of assumed that that would just continue. And it more or less worked out that way as I was training for races and started winning races and then qualifying for other things. Like, and I thought I was driven by that performance, you know, aspect of it until it stopped working. And then I realized, like, I thought I was driven by performance, but I was signing up for races that were like in the mountains. So I was really excited for that. So I trained really hard for that. And then my, my performance would be good. And I didn't realize that it was more like on the experience. Um, so it kind of, it forced, I had to get curious about what that reason was. And once I figured it out, I was like, this makes so much sense. Why these races went really well, these seasons went really poorly. And like why I, every time I say, like, no, I'm going to try to qualify for Olympic trials. I'm going to try to make a national team every time my season like imploded because I was not training for the right reasons at all. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, again, it's coming back to what yourself and, and what's meaningful to you. And yeah. we've, as, as sort of our challenge in that theme of the week, we've had athletes send in uh, their three, uh, their, 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 their what three whys we called it. So, why why do they get out of bed in the morning why do they go and train uh and and hopefully some time to ponder those sorts of things and um i actually took out i've I've done it year on year for quite a long time and i looked back this morning and reflected on my what three whys from four years ago perhaps and then having 
taken a couple of knocks over the last couple of years in COVID and life and reflecting on how my attitude's changed. And, and it's exactly as you put forward yourself. It's um, I, I literally read my, my what three wise from before as uh, wanting to be on the, the, an international team, wanting to uh, reach that, that top, top level and, and a bit of a bullish way of, of that was the goal. And that was nothing else. Whereas, for myself, reflecting on the guys who put in the in the challenge and what I wrote this morning, it was a case of sort of uh, trying to promote a healthy and active lifestyle um, and trying to, as you say, experience and adventure and see all those amazing things. And um, and I think that it's just so it's 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 the growing up part of life, I think, isn't it? And it's um and it's learning that we have all those extrinsic values and we and we still may have them, but what resonates more deeply is coming away from that and coming to an intrinsic sort of look that's maybe more sustainable, like you say, and, and it's something that we can use for motivation when it's a bit lower. And, and for myself, I literally wrote those three things this morning. And before I came here uh, this evening, I did a workout and I was half-hearted as to whether I was going to do it or not, because just a busy evening of, of talks and everything else. But, um, I looked at that what three why and I, and it resonated again and was just a, a spark to turn it on. Um, but yeah, it, it's just really exciting how, how you put it forward. Um, but moving on, let's, let's think about maybe what happens in the absence of meaningful motivation. So how, how would your perspective change as a, as a sports psychologist or as an athlete or. Yeah. So when you don't have that meaningful motivation, like you can still for sure train for races I have worked with a lot of athletes that maybe did not have a good reason for training. And that's, that's a lot of times when it's just, what's the next logical progression? Like, oh, I just signed up for this thing because my friends were doing it or because like I ran a marathon now I'll try to qualify for Boston. Like, I don't know what's next. So I choose something. Right. And some of this comes, some of this comes from like new year's resolutions and just feeling like you should like, I should just pick things because <laughs> I see a lot of people do that. Like, sure. Why not? But when it gets hard, that's when you're not being as consistent. That's when it's really, really hard to show up and do the work because you don't actually really care that much deep down about why you're doing it. And even if you think that you do, I don't want it to come off like you don't know yourself. Like it's not that, but when, when it is just, oh, I want to compete at a really high level, but maybe that's not the true reasoning there. It sucks the fun out of it. And one of my friends who's a sports psychologist, uh, Dr. Kristen Keim, she has a, a saying on t-shirts that's happy racers go faster. And you'll see this all the time in interviews with professional athletes, like when they're not enjoying it, they're not racing well. It, you can still truly care about performance, but that can't be the only thing that you care about. And when you're pushing through day after day, trying like, you know, holding yourself to your training plan and your schedule, like that's great to have that level of discipline and dedication, but when you don't enjoy it, that's when you're leading to burnout. That's when you're like, I don't actually like this. When you're in a race, that's when you're more likely to DNF because that reason to finish is not strong enough. And it's just sucking the fun out of sport. Or you're like, I just am going to skip my workout. Like I actually don't care that much if I don't get this done. And it's just not leading to the results that you want. And it's just overall frustration. Um, and I know, I know for me, I, not that I experience frustration, but it, as someone who's been through it as an athlete, it's hard for me as a sports psychologist to like see athletes trying to make something work. And there's so much resistance there 
because we, we do want to go fast, whatever that means for you. I know that's like very relative, but we all want to achieve good results. And that can be a good motivator in like a shorter term, but that's not going to be the only thing. And we have to be willing to like release that a little bit and trust that when we're, when we enjoy to some extent, the day-to-day process of training, we're going to be more likely to get the results that we want. But without that, you're not happy. And that's, you know, who, who wants to be spending however many hours we spend a week, right? It's a lot of training for these events. How much time do we really want to spend not liking what we're doing? Do you care about the longevity of yourself as an athlete in sport, all of that without it? It's just kind of, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Those, those short-term gains for, for that mm-hmm. sustainability and, and yeah. meaningful motivation, consistency, it's such a big, such a big emphatic part of it. But you mentioned that you're, you you have experienced that frustration in the past and and how did you and how have you adapted your approach since to sort of consider managing that frustration because again like it's something that we've all felt and it's uh it's not always an easy one and it and it can leave you in a bit of a hole sometimes yeah so for for me as an athlete I guess me as an athlete and me as a sports like it's kind of all all in the same all wrapped up into one at this point Mm -hmm. but it it definitely took me going through the not as pleasant version of all of this to figure out the more the more enjoyable way of doing this and like almost every season it's funny because I'll have good results and then I'll get close to something even better and be like oh I want to you know qualify for a world's team in swimming or something and I'll start to set that as my goal and I'll realize pretty quickly that I'm no longer actually having fun with it because everything feels like my whole day has to be structured around training and I get very like antsy or almost like anxiety ridden if like I don't get like you know if I didn't eat a big enough snack beforehand like oh my god my swim's not going to be you know I just nitpick everything and it turns into just I'm I'm miserable and I have to remind myself like I really will just literally tell myself like happy racers go faster and what does that look like and I am very intentional now about setting up my season based on like why why I want to do things and so I like as someone who does I I think I will always care about performance. And I know that about myself at this point, I try to set the season up so that I have some races that are more like adventure things and whether it's a race or just like, you know, I'm going to go somewhere in the mountains for like an entire week. And I'm going to do a lot of hiking and just a lot of vertical gain. And it's maybe not like training camp, but I know that I will be on like the biggest high coming off of that week. And I'll be really excited for everything. Like I might schedule that. I might have in there like a swim meet where it is more performance-based, but it's not the whole season based on one thing. I'm like, are all of my, like, are all of my racing needs being met throughout the year and kind of keeping that balanced so that when I go, oh, like, I don't really want to go to the pool, but I need to because I have this swim meet coming up. I'm also like, yeah, but I also have this trip to the mountains and I'm really excited about that. And it's, I have something that's more fun to look forward to. So it's kind of working, like knowing yourself and you, I, I like mantras for those things because they can help redirect your focus when it goes to the places that's not helpful. So that's where I use my friend's mantra a lot, but mm-hmm. kind of trusting, trusting the process, talking with someone else. If you, if you need to, you know, I'm not trying to like sports likes are great, but there is a reason why we exist in helping athletes navigate this stuff. Cause it's not easy to let go of these things. It's not easy to change and understand like by prioritizing what might seem as fun 
you're actually still prioritizing your performance. Your brain's going to tell you that's not real, but it, it absolutely can be. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the needs of, of our sport, isn't it? Is that when we are so individual in that, an Ironman is, is eight, 10 hours where you're sat in your own mind and you're, yeah. if you're unhappy with it, then that's absolutely brutal. When, and managing those needs is such an important part in terms of mm-hmm. adventure, space to clear your head. Um, but equally, for example, we've, we've just had the, the GB team sign up for like a, a, a social camp. And so things like that, where we're, it's uh, a few days in Mallorca, uh, just a, a warmer island than where we're from in the UK and a, and a chance to be social, spend some hours on the bike. And as you say, just, just enjoy what we do and take that performance element away and know that in having fun and being with others that we're just naturally getting fitter and all those sorts of avenues. And, um, and that, yeah, it's, it's an exciting part again of, of managing our lives as athletes and coming away from that pure performance mindset of, I think everything needs to be to a T and, and understanding exactly as you say that if we reinforce the happy bits and we, and we take time to look after ourselves and it, it, it has huge repercussions. Um, now in creating meaningful motivation, I think it's, it can be quite an abstract topic. Um, and especially for those who maybe aren't as used to reflecting on, on why and things like that. Um, it can be quite difficult, but, do you have any sort of advice on how we can go about cultivating motivation or making meaningful motivation? Yeah. So I, I definitely already said, like, kind of try to ask yourself that and it, it is a really good place to start, <laughs> start from, even if it's uncomfortable, like try being uncomfortable, right? It is okay to sit in that and think and really try to figure out like, why do I do this? Why do I enjoy this? Um, Something else that I guess this is still a little bit abstract. I guess a lot of sports like is abstract, but um, I will have athletes visualize a lot, like visualize the hard parts or the anticipated hard parts of a race. If you've done a distance before that type of race, you know or can expect that like if you're doing an Ironman like midway in the marathon doesn't always feel great, right? Like, so you can kind of anticipate various things. And so if it's visualized that, that hard part where you're going to be challenged the most mentally, what's going to help you get through it. And like, I have, I have a trail runner that I work with and she will visualize at the hard parts of her trail runner, like what she would anticipate. She's going to want to see her kids at the finish line. That's the thing that's going to get her through those hard parts. She can then use that in training, which is the really cool part. Cause she can like visualize the hard part of the race, but also being able to push through that to see her kids. So it's like two, uh, you know, two layers there, but kind of starting to, starting to implement it. And it also allows you to, I guess, like bring awareness. If you don't have a really strong why, like if you think you do and you're like, I, you know, I want to try to qualify for Kona. And then you visualize yourself midway through that marathon of the Ironman. And you're, you know, trying to tell myself like, I want to qualify for Kona. And then you're like, wait, no, actually that's not enough. (laughs) That's not doing it. Mm. Um, so it kind of allows you earlier on to figure out like, is this going to work? Is this going to be helpful? What do I need? And then start to work those things like into training now, which is why this is such a relevant topic in early season stuff. Cause it's really, really tricky. If you have like a September Ironman and you start working on all of this in like August, it's too late to some extent, if you need to like change your race season or make major adjustments, like you're already 
you're committed, <laughs> whether you want to do that race or not. I mean, I guess you can always back out, but like you, you, you know, most of the trainings done, that stuff has been solidified. So being able to kind of work backwards, like how, how are you going to spend the next, let's say eight or nine months training to make it the most enjoyable. So you can show up on race day, feeling as excited, as confident and as ready to like push through those hard parts. I know I, I'm, as I said, like really big on visualization, but I'll ask athletes, what are you going to need to feel confident at the start of that race? And that might not necessarily be a motivation question, but like being able to just identify, oh, I'm going to want to feel really comfortable being on my bike for a really long time. Okay. Well, how do you do that? And it might obviously be like long rides, but sometimes it's, oh, I need to, I just need to make sure I get in enough hilly ones. And then you have more of this motivation around okay, well, I know I need to get these in because I want to feel confident. And it's all just tying back to this bigger picture instead of like mindlessly going through your training plan and going like, I think it's going to work. You're, you're connecting all of the pieces instead of them just being there and they're in the box. Like you're actually putting the puzzle together and seeing what that picture is. Yeah. And, uh, and that strength and motivation, I think is something that builds up entirely through the season, as you say. And, um, and having that, attitude in your mind lets you take those wins and and put them aside for when it when it matters most and and I guess it's something that I need to learn and, and something that many many do is that looking back is is almost as important in that sense if you can build up that bank of of positive mm-hmm. things and um and that was a lovely quote that came into mind of uh of during it of, of sort of like the motivation is temporary um but consistency is, is sort of encompassing and, and takes you through those things. And, and having that consistency and building positive experiences and, and reflecting on those hilly runs where you don't want to get up the hill, but, but you put in that elevation and it's strengthening your legs and it's pushing you on is so tangible, although it's, although it's, it's a mental thing, but accruing those things can be so beneficial to performance. And, and, as, as we move on, we, ha- we had a question come in from home, but, or, or, or from, uh, yeah, from, from home, sorry. And, uh, and it ties in really nicely, but it's about what can we do on the days when uh, getting out that door is extra challenging or when we feel rubbish and we know that we've got those goals to work towards, but how, how do you cope? Yeah. So I'm going to give a little, like a, a two-parter here. One, it, start with the more meaningful start with start with the why start with like trying to remind yourself why you're doing this sometimes that does not work in the short term right we spent this whole time going like think about the longer term the more sustainable motivation all of that and I, it, that more meaningful motivation which I, you nailed it earlier when you said it's that more intrinsic and internal that's absolutely you know what it is that's going to be way more sustainable longer term when you're looking on like your career as an athlete, whether that's like one year, 10 years, that's going to be more sustainable longer term. And it can be helpful for sure in the short term. Sometimes you do need to use that more external motivation on the days that are really hard. And that's where like, I know we're going to have here in the US for most of all, like a good half of the US is going to be getting a big um, like rain and ice storm Thursday and Friday you know, I have a run scheduled and I'm like, I'm already going after the, after that run, I do not want to run in the rain when it's like 40 degrees Fahrenheit here. I don't want to do it. So I'm going to already basically tell myself like, well, afterwards you can take a nice hot bath or you can have, you know, I'm going to give myself some little reward for doing it. 
and I'm going to use those very sparingly. <laughs> Not if you, you know, you can't like give yourself a cookie or something after every single workout at some point that is just not a sustainable method, but using those like sparingly, it get, it has you excited about that little thing. And it's a nice little like pick me up and perk. And I, I tell athletes I work with, like, if you feel like you need that, whether it's a literal or metaphorical cookie, like every single day of the week, we need to look at your training and maybe look at burnout or like sources of motivation. Why are you doing the, you know, all of that other stuff? But if it's once a week, once every other week, like one or two times a month, that's totally fine if you're thinking about things that are more external because motivation is a continuum. Where we draw the motivation from is not going to always be the same. If you don't have that more meaningful, purposeful motivation, it's going to be really hard to get to the really hard stuff like the whole Ironman or those like six hour bike rides. Like That's going to be really hard when all you're doing it for is like, a medal or a t-shirt, right? Like that, that might not drive, that might not motivate you over that long of a thing, but in the short term, thinking about those things that are a little bit maybe more exciting or just like, here's this little bribe I'm going to give myself can actually go a really long way, which again, I know is like the complete opposite of that spectrum, but use those so sparingly, it can be a really nice little like pickup, especially when it's gross outside. Yeah. Like this year. Yeah. And I think it's, it's such a, a nice way to look at it as well. And, and giving yourself that, that break when you need it. I think for, for those at home, we need to remember that it's, it's not a case of pushing through every injury with, with a cookie, but it's, it's a, it's a perfect scenario of when you lack that motivation as, as we had the questions in about getting out the door, if you feel down, I mean, if you feel you're on the, on, on the brink of injury, then it's a diff, completely different story, but but when, when we're just feeling like it's been a long day or you spent too much time at the office and you're just coming home. And, and I think that that's a really beautiful way of, and one that I've not experienced much, much insight of um, to work towards it. And, and you touched on before that uh, we can use these as, as stepping stones in our season and, and a way to set goals and, and come about planning our season with it. And so I guess, with how how do you think we can use everything you've said so far um which is it's, it's a lot it's, it's been a, a excellent but how can we use that to try and help set our goals and be meaningful yeah so I, I think I touched on this a little bit on one of the questions I don't remember which one but if you haven't set up your season yet which I know a lot of athletes are signing up for races or already have which that's totally fine but trying to choose things that you are <laughs> actually motivated to do and and looking at I will I, I said that I'll have athletes look at like why are you doing this why are you signing up for this big goal but I'll have them actually answer why they signed up for every single race that's on their schedule and that might not be every athlete that I ask but like I have athletes who just go like oh well I did this last year and I don't have anything else going on this weekend so like I signed up for it uh, that might not be the best reason to do that race. Like, and there's, you know, it gets, it gets nuanced for sure with each individual, but being able to know why you're doing something, whether, and it can be truly, it can be like, I'm doing this and signing up for this 10 miler because it's going to be really good prep. And I can, I want to get experience in a race environment. I haven't been in one in a while. It's like an early season shakeout. Like it can be something that is, you know, very performance-based, but knowing why you're doing everything and being able to give you know, different points throughout your season, like hitting those different, I call them like race needs. So if it's, 
you want to have some performance type goals, that's, that's great. You want to have some races where you're trying to qualify for something that's, that's not bad. That's not harmful, but also making sure that you have other times in your season, season, excuse me, whether it's off season or whether it's like a fun training camp or just races that you really enjoy things that you're, that you're looking forward to and being able to tap into that meaningful motivation and just like intentionally structuring your season, not just asking your coach, Hey, how should I, like, what should I do this year? Or not just signing up for everything because a friend did. I actually have had athletes do this. They sign up for a race because a friend of theirs is doing it. And then the friend gets injured or something. And then they're like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like they had no desire to actually complete a 70.3. The only reason they did it was because somebody else kind of like convinced them to do it. And now they're stuck going like, I, what, why am I doing this? So be just being, being intentional, being able to answer that question and, and just knowing that if you don't have a good reason for doing something, you actually don't have to do it, which might be like a controversial statement in the endurance world. I have a lot of pushback when I tell people you don't actually have to do that race. Um, like if you don't want to do an Ironman, you don't have to, right? Like wait till you want to, <laughs> if you've done one that you didn't want to do you will know that that's a bad move. <laughs> so just being able, just being more intentional about what you sign up for, why you're signing up for it and being able to like, you should at this point in February, you should be looking out at your season and be really excited about several different things. If you find nothing that's exciting, add some stuff that's going to be fun, exciting. It can be fun, challenging, but something that seems, you know, exciting to you. Exactly. And that balance of, of, of if it's a long season that time off in the middle having mm. those fun challenges and yeah. and making it social and back to all that of the adventure the the taking the pressure off and in that fun way is such a sustainable nice way to enjoy a season and and that's really why we do it is for the enjoyment overall unless we're unless we are pro or or really making a living off of it um and coming back now to just a final few questions that we've had come in um just maybe more of a quick fire because we can definitely go into some rabbit holes with some of these but um but first off we had one that was uh how do you think that financial pressure or maybe being a pro athlete with financial stress to worry about as well how do you think that that changes the motivation yeah, that is, that's a really good question. Um, I do work with a number of professional athletes and trying to think in terms of like, I guess that hasn't been as much of a, as a concern in terms of my direct work with people. Um, most of the professionals that I work with also have jobs. So it hasn't been at like at the forefront, but I do know that that, that pressure, it can take away a lot. And some of it is something that we're not going to have control over. If you're in that type of a situation, like I know sponsors are requiring certain things or like, if you're needing to make money, like you have to have certain performance things, but you know, again, it's going to be very, very nuanced on each person. But like, if you're not, if you're not enjoying what you're doing and it goes beyond just like fun, like it, it we could get super nuanced into like, stress and like literally how that's affecting the body which is how that's impacting your performance it's not just like the very light and fluffy like have fun with it but when there's a lot of stress around it when there's a lot of just not much enjoyment that's going to be impacting how you show up and how you race and finding some way whatever that is for you it's going to be very different for each professional but finding some way to make it 
enjoyable for you and enjoying that process. Because if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to want to go back out the next day. You have to create, like you're trying to wire your brain to enjoy this to some extent, right? Like, and if you're not, it's really hard. And then all you're thinking, the only reason you're getting out the door is a paycheck or is that, you know, that reason at some point it's just going to start, that's going to start becoming more of a mental health conversation than a performance conversation, unless it's addressed earlier on. And I know that's, that's kind of, I don't want to talk too much on stuff that I'm not super experienced in, but that's what I have seen is that it starts to, when it's not addressed and it's often not addressed. And then eventually it becomes addressed because someone's going, I'm actually kind of depressed or I have anxiety and I'm not enjoying this at all. And I need, I I need to make a very big change because this is just really not sustainable. Yeah. And and yeah, it's exactly that. And, and, the, and the athletes who I work with in, in a similar situation, as you say, it's 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 difficult to manage and, and balance. But having those tip offs of a spare job and, and other things is, is very useful. But tying into that one, we, we had another one that was about worry and, and adversity. And um, and for example, with COVID, if if you're training for your race and, and you get a, a positive result and in the UK that means currently five to ten days of, of isolation and things like that um, and I guess it, it does come into worry as well or they, they mentioned worry in terms of how uh, maybe when you're stressed and under that pressure and you're worried about how things are going do you think there's any tips or advice on stay, staying true to your motivation oh, this is a really difficult question yeah. And I, I feel bad about like saying for saying for so many answers that like, it's really nuanced, but it, it really yeah. can be. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that every person needs to, or has the ability to like, it's also nuanced, but like to work with a sports like professional, but like, sometimes it, it can be helpful to figure out like what is best for you and what you really, <laughs> what you need. But I don't know. I think the world that we are living in currently is just kind of messy is something that we need to understand that before I think we had this, it was more or less clear, like whether you were going to race or not, you knew that really the only thing that was going to hold you back would probably be injury. That was like the most likely reason that something wouldn't be able to happen. And now COVID has just added so many extra things with races being canceled and like people not being able to go to races because they're testing positive or whatever is going on. And being able to look at as simple as it might sound like what can you control and what can you not and I you cannot control whether you're going to well I guess you could like not get tested but that's a really bad (laughs) that that's not a suggestion but like you can't control you can't control COVID and the world that we are existing in right now so focusing on what can you control and almost looking at I can control my reaction to these things so here are the potential scenarios and if, if I test positive or if a race gets canceled, I know I've had several races get canceled over the last two years. Like you don't have to be happy about it. Like no one's asking you to handle it necessarily super gracefully and like, Oh, it's okay. Like I'm fine. Like you're allowed to have maybe like unpleasant emotions around it. You're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to have all of that. At some point it becomes detrimental to just like wallow in those emotions but you're going to have emotions. And I think it's very, very normal and natural. And pretty much everybody is experiencing stuff right now, which is kind of why I'm emphasizing this, trying to find the enjoyment because the the world is very heavy right now. 
there's a, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's stuff I'm not up, you know, up to date on news in the UK, but mm. I know in the US there's heavy stuff going on that like it, it just is, I feel like we don't have as much enjoyment in our day to day and trying to where you can find the enjoyment. Cause if a race doesn't happen, are you just going to stop training entirely? Some people will say yes. Some people will say no, but like, what does that look like for you? Evaluate your relationship with sport so that if the other stuff goes away, you know, you, you know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, 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 we're coming to, to a good amount of, of, of uh, time through. So we'll, we'll finish it off with one last question, but uh, it's one for me. And I'm just wondering what was your last cookie? What, what, what was the last situation that you dug yourself out of? Oh, that's a, that's a good, I thought, yeah, my brain at first was like literal <laughs> cookie. And I was like, oh, I don't eat that many cookies. Um, when I worked with the military, we always used the example of like a literal cookie. Cause I don't know, they always liked that one. So that's what I still use. But um, I, I usually for like morning workouts will let myself get like a nice cup of coffee um, I have a friend that I swam competitively with and she does fancy coffee Friday. And so that's kind of been a thing where it's just a nice little thing to like look forward to at the end of the week. I use that either to like sometimes get through the whole week where on like, you know, Monday or Tuesday, I'm like, all right, if I get all my sessions in and like, even just, I get all my work done, like whatever it is, I can have my fancy coffee Friday. And it's just something like really small that I look forward to, but that that's typically what I go to as a coffee related cookie <laughs> sounds brilliant yeah it sounds excellent um all right so we'll, we'll wrap it there and thanks again shannon for being on uh, on call and and as our in-house sports psychologist so for those uh unsure of how to get in in or wanting to get into contact with shannon is there a best way to do it shannon yeah so you guys can reach out over either instagram or my website my handle and website are going to be more or less the same so it's just mulcahy performance on either Instagram or my website and hopefully somewhere we can type that out because it is a little hard to spell. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we are currently adding uh, those links onto the website at the moment with some with some services and, and other bits and bobs. So thank you very much again. And uh, for those listening at home, thank you for tuning in. Um, remember to check out the, the weekly challenges, weekly updates, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Weekly Professionals podcast. So have a lovely week. Yep. Thanks for having me. Love it.